0: Believe in yourself, believe in your body, rock, 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 it's the Self-Esteem Party. Everyone, welcome to the Self-Esteem Party Podcast. I'm your host, Alana Johnson, and not with me is producer slash husband slash roommate, Norm Sousa, who is sick with COVID and down for the count. Let me tell you, this guy's walking around out of his mind, sick in the house, wasting my time. I feel fine. I'm cruising. No, I'm thriving. Anyways, that's the end of my update. Shall we get to this week's guest? I think so. Now, this is an epic catch up after years of not chatting, not on purpose. I'd say because of COVID. However, we did run into each other a few weeks ago at the Elysian Theater here in Los Angeles. And let me tell you, the first and only thing that came to mind is, I gotta get this lady on the podcast. That goes without saying. And after you hear this episode, you're going to say the same thing too. So everybody, please help me welcome Jet Evelith right after this break. It's a self-esteem party.
1: It's a self-esteem
0: party.
1: You know what, Jed? It's as loud as it needs to be. Welcome to the Self-Esteem Party Podcast. Jed, how you doing?
2: I'm so good.
1: Are you excited that your clap, or at least what you heard of it,
0: made it into the episode?
2: (laughs) yeah. Here's the thing, clapping together is a game and any game gets me too involved.
0: Oh, let, okay,
1: wait. So are you somebody like on a games night where you're you're popping off, you're going in hard, you're playing with everything? Are you a cheater?
2: What's your style? I don't cheat. I play super hard. I know I never get mad, but I will faint from exhaustion. <laughs> oh, so wow. so like if if I'm a dog at a dog park, I'm the dog that runs until it collapses. But I don't I'm not going to growl at other dogs. It's not my it's not my breed, you know? Yeah. But I I can't do anything halfway. Like I, appreci- I, I appreciate you're, I that. you're the same way. You know, I'm a
1: cheater. I'm a cheater. So <laughs> when I play games, I'll look for any way around, any way out. Whatever It's cheating is a way of
2: it's a way of playing. It is
1: cheating a, way of, is a way of playing. Sorry that I'm a little more yeah. savvy and time-saving. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's how I look at it. We're all We're all playing the game.
1: That's what I'm talking about. Like, if you're playing Monopoly, you think I'm not tossing an extra house on there? Come on.
2: The reason I think I don't cheat is because I really want to see if I can play within the restrictions. Yeah, rules are fun. And Yeah, so so then for me, it's like I get more of a high Mm -hmm. from playing within the restrictions. And the high is what eventually is going to make me faint, which is the goal.
1: Well, it's because you're the true winner. (laughs) If you can win within the restrictions... You are the true winner.
2: Yeah, maybe I like that too. Yeah, I <laughs> maybe think I so. like that too.
1: Well, Jet, mm-hmm. speaking of liking things, on a scale of 1 to 10 in terms of your self-esteem, how you feel today, how much do you like you? You know, I almost always feel the same. What what is it? Or
2: like what's the feeling if you don't have a number? Um so I think most of the time I just feel outside the scale. Okay. So for me um i just don't think about myself much so because of that i get to live outside of the ladder and so only a few times when my energy is like really really low or if i'm really really sick i'm just like am i any good and
0: (laughs) all it takes is a
2: bit of a cold
0: to send you spiraling
2: (laughs) you know and i'm like oh my god this is how people feel but it I think I'm so jacked on energy of like how to get energy and my life is about growing towards the sun that I think I forget like I I don't think about myself too much which I think is good as far as like the whole not running up and down the ladder of, of esteem
1: honestly this is a first time answer I have received nobody has been beyond the scale
2: I'm just—I'm not above it or below it. I'm outside of it, meaning like if it was a tube, if the, if the ladder lived within a tube, I'm on the outside of the t- tube, not just in a way of looking in, like where I'm like, oh yeah, I guess I could see it that way. I guess I could see myself as a dumbass. I guess I could—somebody could see me as cool. I see you as cool. <laughs> <laughs> Let's well, that, clarify that that's that's right kind. now. <laughs> but that—that's very kind. But I'll tell you. Um, I think if you want people to see you as cool, you are inside the ladder and I think for me I'm like oh that's so sweet and I like I like connecting with you but um, if you really like enjoy when people like you, you also have to take the hit when they don't like you And so for me I, I don't get much of a high when um, when somebody like gives me a stamp of approval okay. for me it's like do I? Because I, I've had a director once tell me, like, when people are like, great show, you, you don't seem like you get much out of it. You don't get high from it. And I was like, no, I get high from the work. And I get high from, like, working with friends. Like, I love solving pr- the puzzle of what we do. You know, like comedy. Don't you love solving Oh, my solving God. The when you crack the, the case. case right? That's
1: what I call it. I go, when you crack the case uh, wide
2: open. Come on. You I like doing with are. with friends. Yes, with friends. Of course with friends. Because. Because it's like, you can crack way more efficiently. Like, if you and I sat together and came up with the f- 10 funniest words to describe an aardvark, like, we're, we're going to move faster. We're going to move efficiently. Well, by the way, I'm doing a show about an aardvark, and I'd love to eat. No, just kidding.
1: Oh, okay. I was like, yes. <laughs> you were. Human. Ready? To, ready? Did you see my face? I was like, I, I literally stopped I mid-sent. Know. I was like, uh.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but this is what I mean about, like, I would rather have this with you than if I looked at you and I was like, you're cool. Yeah. it doesn't really mean much. You feel that you're cool. Like, you feel good with me, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you feel like they're like, oh, yeah. it's fun to generate with Jet. Like, that's real. But it's
0: what you... Uh, but, uh,
1: okay. I understand where you're coming from and about if you care about cool, then you're still turning it in too much and not quite experiencing and you're allowing the negative to come in as well. But to me, it's what does cool mean to somebody? So I think yeah. someone who is themselves is cool. So... I'm putting a different definition on it. And it's like, that's not something you have to, it's like, no, you are you. That doesn't have to make you feel good to be you. You just are. There is no feeling good. You're like, no, I just am me. And that's that. You can have an opinion about yourself, but your existence is cool. (laughs) hate to break it to you.
2: Well, well you know I was thinking about it recently it's probably because we have very similar tastes in what we love mm-hmm. that we'd be like I see you but like you know if we met somebody who was doing, living a very different life but yeah. just didn't have our interests let's say like let's say you and I live in an alternative universe okay. and we both want to be Miss America <laughs> you know it's like that is so fun I guess for you it would be Miss Canada sorry <laughs> no I'm a citizen Jet I became a citizen oh yes okay yes never too late <laughs> right, Miss America <laughs> too late to become Miss America. um, (laughs) But like, it's not that that, I mean, how do you describe that? Like, it's not that that's not cool. It's just not cool to us. But to them, it is cool. So I'm like, oh, man, I want to be so careful with judgment. It's like, just I try to use very specific language. It was just like, I don't connect to that because that's the truth of it. Mm -hmm. I don't connect to being in a pageant. Is it cool or not? But I don't know. You know, do we have time to dissect that? You know, yeah. we, I want to, I want to solve this puzzle. I've got so little time in the day. So it's like, I want to solve the puzzle, crack the code. I want to walk my dog in the sunshine. I want to laugh for reasons and sometimes for no reason. Yeah. And I want to meditate a lot because honestly, I like that feeling of floating. And... um. I love like a good meal. I love good intimacy. Like it's so simple. And when you really make a list of your top 10, which I would recommend for anyone who's listening, so i make a list of your top 10 things. And anything that's not in that top 10 is like really, really look at like when somebody's like, hey, I'd love to invite you to this thing. And it's like not a top 10 thing for you. Don't answer right away. Like sit on it.
1: Yeah. I've also been taught the writing back of let me check my schedule or let me get back to you. Um, I'm really into this midway play. (laughs) If I know it's a no, I'm trying to be more upfront and say no. Like if I know I have another plan, I'm trying to be upfront and tell people I'm not going to be able to make that. But if I'm maybe emotionally about it, I I will write back saying I will get back to you if if it seems like something where they need an RSVP quickly if it's something yeah. in a month from now but if it was like you'd want to do this show you're like I don't know they kind of need to know if you're gonna do the show or not <laughs> you yeah know what I
2: mean yeah. or maybe maybe you just take like an hour or two before you respond and really yep. sit on it
1: yep that's a good that's a good one too I I I will say about um, things being cool to get back to that for a second I think I. Th- think a lot of things are cool. Like I mm. think someone being like just the pageant thing. I'm like I think someone being excited about what they do and doing it, really doing it. I think that's really cool. Now that said there's a lot of things I don't think are cool like if somebody really likes shooting guns all over the place, I'd be like, I don't agree with this as being cool. <laughs> so I can't say everything, but a lot of things, a passion, mm. Um, mm. a want to do something. Mm-hmm. I think that's like, like, if you mm-hmm. want to be in a passion, that's what you want to do. And you're practicing and this and that. I'm like, yeah, good on you. Um, yeah, but I, totally. I think a lot of people would look I'm at what we that. do and not think it's cool. Like a lot of us were like kind of losers in school, however you want to call it, or like <laughs> not a lot of friends or like, Mia, get out of here. Sorry about my dog. <laughs> Can you see your little head popping up? Here she yeah, is. so
2: sweet. Oh, what an angel. Is it? <laughs> she's
1: not.
0: She is the devil. <laughs>
1: really? You know, she's not the girl. she's just, she has a way of, um, bugging you. At the worst times. Like right now, Mm -hmm. when she hasn't paid attention to me all day and I'm in the middle of a recording and she's like, I should go check in with (laughs) Alana. I just have to make sure she doesn't need to pay attention
2: to me or something. (laughs) Can you hear that? That is so cute. I'm ready.
0: Mia, stop it. She doesn't care.
2: How old is Mia?
1: (sighs) Great question. In theory, (laughs) she's seven. But I think (laughs) the girl we got her from... Didn't know her. We like rescued her. I don't think she knew the age because she acts like a baby, like so much energy. Oh. and I've never had a dog, so I don't really know. But apparently, she's got a lot of energy,
2: and she secret puppy. Yeah, she's, she's a, a secret, secret puppy. puppy. <laughs> Wow. She's like a pound puppy when you get an extra one. Yeah. Yeah. Get
1: a little Mm -hmm. extra one in there.
2: (laughs) They told me I was 18 years old, but it was a cigarette puppy. Jed,
1: I got to say, you're talking about connecting. Speaking of, I have always felt that you, I'm kicking her out. You know what I'm about to say? Here's the precursor. I've always felt that you and I connected, but answer this. Why? I'll be right back.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'll do it while you're gone. This is why I feel like we have connected. Well, one theory I have is that you and I are both what they are now calling. I've been talking this whole time. Um, (laughs) This is a theory of of why we have like a a similar thread um, is that I think we're both clowns. Like, you know what that whole thing of clown now, which is like it's clowns becoming really popular. It's like basically looser, naughtier more wild improv (laughs) yeah you know so I was like distill what clown is it's like clown is like breaking the fourth wall admitting we're doing theater um being raw being a childlike version of yourself and i was like it's in the moment yeah you and i are that both that and we always have been with our improv and our sketch it's like there is always like a little of danger what we do Mm -hmm. we uh focus more on the energy than we do on the writing Mm -hmm. always you know, and this it's always it's more playing the moment.
1: Yeah, exactly. I always am kind of, I can write and write and write, but it, it's always a bit of a sales in the moment because I'm kind of like, okay, mm. but it's because I'm saying it that we're having this much fun. I'm like, because I'm putting this spin on it, even if I'm saying the exact same words, it feels like I and that's not com. It it just feels like I have to infuse me in it in that moment in that night in front of that audience to
2: yeah. Connect that's a beautiful way of saying it. That's, you are. You're yeah. using your work. You, and maybe it's why Mo is sort of attracted to playing with us where we would play these crazy sidekicks and projects of hers is because yes. we balance her because she's the stand-up. Yeah. And I think that all these great like talk show hosts have often these sidekicks that are way more like heart and body. Mm-hmm. And that's what the clown is. It's like we're more heart and body. You're so physical. And so am I. We're both we're physical. Yeah. And I appreciate that about your work. I remember always being like, i you're so unpredictable to me and that is so refreshing it's so refreshing i
1: appreciate you thinking it's refreshing because (laughs) i think for a hot second there it was um well risky i think people would get a little nervous to play with me because it's like you really didn't know what i was gonna do but for me i thought the fun of it was that we can know each other so well and play together so well but if you could still have the surprise of not knowing what someone was going to do, how exciting for you. If you can't finish their sentence, because then you're like, well, what are they going to finish it with?
2: <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I think that's probably why we didn't do that many projects together is people would either probably choose you or me. No, we were
1: <laughs> we were definitely separated because you have to remember coming up through the theater and the theater system, we were the wild cards on each of our teams. Yeah,
2: that's a great way of putting it. You, know, you
1: you can't yeah, totally. You can't put two yeah, together. You can't have two wild.
2: Although, <laughs> I'd be very curious what would happen if you put two wild cards. Well, it could be very when fun.
1: I when I talked to Holly and I had her on, we were talking about the um, the I don't even know what to call it. The experience that you two are, have been putting on. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll call it yeah. an experience. The, the, I wasn't able to the, come the out. Salon. Yeah, the salon, yeah, the salon. I wasn't able to come mm. out. I and I was like so honored to have been invited because I know it's very VIP. But <laughs> this could be. When I and then if you guys do one and I can come, yeah, we'll do one. This could be like our moment, Mm -hmm. and oh yeah, we should definitely plan
2: a bit together. That's what I think we should definitely do because this is it. Like, why
1: not this space that you got, you have protected so well?
2: Okay. I'm going to reach out after this. I already just started to pitch. And then I thought, is that a good idea on this podcast to pitch? Because then it's going to ruin it for people who it's are It's going there, to ruin so. it.
1: Don't do it. And so, also people okay. love
2: stealing ideas from me. No, I'm just
1: <laughs> steal <laughs> one ideas. Everyone's like, Elaine, I'm going to steal how your self-esteem was a three today. I'm like, thank you so
2: much. <laughs> you know, I don't think, I, I think it would be very hard to steal from because yours is, because your work is more physical and more emotional and and absurd how how does somebody steal that like you know what i mean you can steal material when it's just like i just read it out loud but i would be shocked if i was like saw a piece and i was like this is a lot piece.
1: you know i don't know if i've ever really seen somebody act like me before Um, (laughs) because why would they why would they no it's true (laughs) i honestly jet i I know you're making a joke i know you're making a joke but like but why of all the people to choose Pick the celebrity. Like, why would you yeah, choose yeah. me? I'd be like, we can do better. And listen, I think I'm great. I think I'm great. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. But you're like, I'm not making it work for me in such a spectacular way. I like what I do. I think I'm having a great time. I get to work with very cool people and do fun projects. But it's not like I'm like, this is
2: the ticket. <laughs> and I'm
1: like, what is it going to do? Your, get you I a podcast? It's your ticket.
2: I don't know, though. I think it's your ticket. and It's so my ticket it. for sure.
1: It's mine because. And you're writing it. Yes, but I have the life experience to back it up, not just the impression. The impression yes. comes from a lot of pain, and the pain <laughs> is the experience that we have, and this was the fun way of getting it out and dealing uh, with it.
2: Oh, beautiful.
1: <laughs> Thank you Are so you, much for thinking that's beautiful. Um, <laughs> Alana, your pain is gorgeous. Let me just tell you. It's beautiful.
2: I think everybody's pain is gorgeous. It's, it's necessary. A, it's a, it's being aware of it because yeah. I can hang out with anyone who's in pain, but I have to be careful about spending time with people who have unexamined pain because that can be p- tricky, right? They can throw it. I just they can need to know. Do strange things with their pain.
1: I just need to know someone other than me is also hearing this. So, what it is mm. is like, preferably a therapist, um, a, a neutral third party is always fantastic. But I'm like, if I'm the only one you're talking to about this, what if you catch me on the wrong day? I can't offer you sound advice. And what if you're coming to me with that, trying to find that? And I'm like, that puts a lot of responsibility on me. When somebody talks to me about something and I know they're also processing it in therapy, I don't feel like there's as much pressure for me to, well, to use what you've already said, solve the problem um and I'm not not everybody comes asking for advice but a lot of the times we turn to our friends of course or just to even hear their take on it not necessarily advice but um I think I just change how I feel so much on a day-to-day basis and I'm seeing things through a different lens based on the day not like a wild scale but I just mean like you know sometimes you're more focused some days you're really in the work zone some days you're like in a you know, love zone. So you don't know what you're going to fucking get out of somebody. <laughs> totally. I can't say I'm the same all the time. I can say I'm honest. But I can't say it's like it's always going to be the same. I could say something and then a month later be like, I don't feel that anymore. So this you, thing changed. You have,
2: you have permission to change.
1: But I, I, I don't know if everybody feels that way. I think sometimes people look and they're like, yeah, but you said this. And you're like, I, I don't know what to tell you. My mind you know, changed. I mean, that's the beauty
2: of that's the beauty of not being a celebrity is that you're malleable. You're way more flexible because there's no spotlight on you to stay the same. You, you know? are it's
1: like, 100% right.
2: Mm-hmm. Like if so this, that's
1: the trade. Yeah. If I think about the things I said 10 years ago and the things I'm going to say in 10 years from now, I almost guarantee none of them will align. <laughs> like all <laughs> my policies
2: such a freedom in that that we don't get to have if we have too much of a spotlight on us. That's why, honestly, if you ask me what's better, being rich or being famous, I, I would say being rich because you have a certain amount of power but you can stay out of the spotlight. Mm-hmm. So you, if, if you can keep it a secret that you're rich... Then you can do these things to help people. You could start foundations. You could start schools. You could open theaters and start production companies. And you know what I mean? You can fund great things, mm-hmm. great projects. You could still be creative because that's really our goal, right? To be creative. Yeah. So if I had money, I could be more creative. But um, the the pressure, the, the sort of dilemma of fame is it doesn't actually give you true agency. Like it doesn't, like think about all all your famous friends. Can they help anyone? Like very, very little. Like they can help mm-hmm. a little bit here and there. But, you know, unless you're like Larry David, you you don't have that kind of agency. I'm talking about like, let's say, let's say you got a spot on a TV show for a few seasons. Mm -hmm. You're like, yeah, I'm still working. I'm still trying to get another season. Oh, my God. The best
1: I can do is put in a good word for you. If somebody else got you the audition, you're like, that's the bet. And that's if the showrunner likes me.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, so it's like a little bit of a tiny bit, but we imagine that there's all this agency. I mean, really, agency comes from mostly within. Even money, I don't think ultimately is agency. Like, true power is a relationship with the inner world and a relationship with something that can serve humanity. Right. So if you can heal people, your doctor, that's a true type of agency. Right. Yeah. If you can juggle vases with your eyes closed, that's a type of agency because people want to see that. So you can go around the world and do that. So sometimes as humans, it's best to look for where like your heart and your agency meet, because what it gives you is a true sense Of like purpose and and I don't like to use the word power, but it gives you a sense of power, which is really nice because if you're talking about self-esteem, one of the best things you can do for self-esteem besides not thinking about yourself all the time, good or bad not thinking about you as a center of the world yeah. besides that is to have a sense of like purpose and power that from like a, a daily practice let's say you do juggle something every day yeah. that daily practice is like oh i'm getting good at this juggling which people it makes them smile i got magic magic puts people in a state of curiosity or awe you know there's comedy makes people laugh so if you really work on the craft of comedy i mean you know because of the world we grew in grew up in there was a lot of people who loved comedy but there were also a lot of people who were like this could make me famous and you're like but be careful because if you get famous but you don't actually feel close to comedy like you don't know how to dance with the wild horse that is comedy you'll always be scared that you'll lose your your position on the post yes and that's not you will
1: you will Mm -hmm. absolutely live in fear of that or imposter syndrome or whatever you want to call it um i want money to make cool things I want to, I don't want, I don't need money for an ego. I want money to be like, to show the world. If you give um, very creative people money, they can blow your mind and they can show you comedy you didn't even know you wanted or needed, but you do.
2: Yeah, You I mean, do. <laughs> well, even even the agency of you running your own podcast now shows that, that you want to run a podcast that ha- has a positive message. So yes. it's in your daily actions, which is really beautiful. Well,
1: this is why I like to invite my friends on the podcast. And I, uh, you know, I def- I've had a few, not strangers, just people I didn't know or it was set up from somebody else to be on the podcast. And it's always fun to get to know somebody. But I really like having my friends on because this is me putting myself out into the world uh, you know, we get listeners in more listeners than you get at a live show, say, so you're reaching more people on a weekly basis than you would if you did like one of your live shows, you're having an intimate moment with somebody without any validation from an outside source. Cause there is no audience that is giving you feedback. So you're truly connecting in this moment. And I'm going, listen, I'm glad I can bring a part of you to everybody else that maybe they weren't going to hear if they went to that live show. Cause they were only going to hear mm-hmm. you say the funny joke. Now they're hearing why you say this funny joke because of this thing that happened in high school. You know what I mean? So it's like, that's what I'm trying to give back with this podcast. Not everybody feels amazing on it. It sucks if you're feeling like a four out of 10 that day. And that's the day I caught you on and you're like in it. But I'm like, yeah, but that means by somebody else listening to that, that's going to give them permission to feel like a four and let themselves feel like a four. So I'm like, yeah yeah I have the chatty chatterbug in me let's get it out
2: <laughs> you know oh, what I mean that's a, that's a that's a sound bite for the opening of your show I have the chatty chatterbug in me now let's get it out <laughs> yeah but Let you're saying it with more gusto I, I added only a little bit <laughs> that's yeah. how it sounded to me when yeah. you said it that's how it is
1: sounding to me because that's how you're doing it <laughs>
2: so funny like to come on a, a podcast and just from the beginning if someone didn't know you it's just to speak i mean i know i'm saying something very obvious right now but to, I, I basically am like just to use a voice isn't that fun <laughs> you come on and then suddenly you just drop it and they're like oh but you you you've done it yeah voice? you've done
1: it for like 40 minutes and it's like the yes, last 10 minutes it, of the podcast.
2: I guess for me and you, it'd be so hard to use a voice that's like yes, because it just doesn't read like us, and
1: it hurts my throat. You know? Yeah,
2: yeah, that too. But like, you can't go too far. This is something we're learning with TV and film: is you can't t- go too far from your look. And we grew up in yes. improv where you could go as far. I mean, how many characters did you play in improv that was like, hey,
0: get in here, little boy? You know, and it was I'm so in almost every other scene. <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: a
1: minimum. <laughs> Hey, no, it is. I see you. That's something I'm learning. I just had a conversation with a guest about this, about casting. And we were talking about, like, I was like, now I'm feeling like I don't fit in anywhere. And when you're in a live show, you fit in everywhere. Because you're like, yeah. it is what it is tonight in it's this energy. moment. And what I say it is. Yeah, exactly. But on TV, like. It's energy like, over
2: the material form. Exactly. Yeah.
1: But on TV, they're like, yeah. we love what you're saying, but we hate your bangs. And you're like, okay,
2: my <laughs> what you, banks. Wait, wait. I gotta, I gotta know. What do you get casted as? What's like your like? What's your look? Yeah, what's your so vibe?
1: It's either like '90s workout instructor to, instructor type of vibe with like the big hair because it's always the that's hair. Fun. Yeah, that one's okay. fun. Or it's like um, high energy, um, like hyper girl or businesswoman or somebody that's like wide eyed does that make sense mm. like being like why, yeah light you light got it you. it is me it is me i have yeah. an expressive face it's why i can't get it's botox
2: good. yeah
0: because
1: i gotta look at all these layers we have
0: to get through <laughs>
2: that's what they told you each layer's we an emotion oh, we can't get through the layers we'll never get Unfortunately, through your layers not been approved for botox because of <laughs> all the forehead layers
1: I might yeah. do it. I might get botox one day just to see um how much we can put a stop to this forehead. I'm going to do it and freeze my for- my whole forehead and keep it that way right from the jump.
2: <laughs> if you want to, if you want to try a more natural approach, you can do acupuncture too.
1: I've done acupuncture we'll in the it, past okay. and it won't last. It's no 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 N- not even for lines or anything like that. I just oh. mean I was doing it for other stuff in general and it really um stressed me out i was very stressed out (laughs) all the times that i tried it. i tried it just a handful of times and i was really stressed out about it and i was like don't move or you'll die and um i felt abandoned i felt isolated and it was bad (laughs) i hate it you're so
2: it's so beautiful how in touch you are with what's going on inside you it's it's so great um i I'm like the opposite. I'm addicted to the needles of acupuncture. I get I do it once a week. I'm an acupuncturist because yeah. I like it so much. Yeah. It, it stresses doctor- me out. I, I like it so much. I got a doctor in integrative medicine because I love acupuncture so much. Wow. Um, Wait, I can get you it tell once a that? week. Yeah, so I get it once a week for my friends because I love it. I, it's in my top 10. Maybe it's in my top 15. It's hard to know. It's in the top. Like getting acupuncture once a week is really good for me. If I don't do it, I i feel it like I, I miss it that's how i feel you know, about yoga I feel like,
1: that's i, yeah, I feel yeah. that if i go a few days without it yes. or something i can in my bones i'm like yep. it's i feel cramped yeah yeah
2: i am I'm, I'm definitely hooked to yoga myself that's yeah. in my also top 17 but list. wait
1: why <laughs> what is the acupuncture doing for you like mentally like i panicked like how is it releasing for you what's it doing
2: I mean, it's a bit of a mystery because there's there's theory of acupuncture. That's what I studied for four and a half years. But but I mean, I'm just trying to be honest of like, there is still a lot we don't know. People are not funding acupuncture studies all that much because there's not a ton of money to be made. But I've seen in clinic settings, clinical settings, like people get, I mean, people get so much better. And there are, there is research going on. I mean, China is definitely funding research and it's it's powerful, you know. Um, for me, it it does what like yoga does, similar to yoga, but it's also it's like own little. You know, they say alcohol makes everybody different. Like, uh, oh, sorry, not doesn't make people different. Has a different effect on people. It's oh, tequila, yeah, yeah. Um, versus gin versus, and so for me, all these little alt. remedies they're all like slightly different it's like this would be like drinking gin and going to yoga would be like drinking tequila um except I don't drink but that the same like delicious I'm officially a hippie because I use the word delicious let's (laughs) the same sort of rewarding feeling let me (laughs) break it down I mean I am full hippie but I'm always trying to disguise it um so it's the same feeling it puts me in my body it it releases so much pain for me, yeah. but I know that there is a little bit of a a wall to come over. Like you have to get over the fear of being still and being vulnerable, yeah. and letting it's not letting and losing control. I just I wasn't um,
1: ready. I just wasn't, yeah, no, I, I just did. wasn't ready, and I I didn't. It wasn't um, all of it. wasn't really described to me. Um, yeah. Just what to expect you know what I mean and the stillness yeah. is something I definitely struggle with in life I mean I, I that's a lot of people you know it's really hard to be with yourself I think that's why the pandemic we all had it had such different effects on everybody because the level you were with yourself and whether that was something you were into or not into I like being on my own but I can't speak to the pandemic experience because I was with somebody else so I'm like maybe I wouldn't like it I don't know I just know for me, I'm like, I'm into it, but I'm doing stuff. I'm not like sitting still.
2: I think if you have a meditation practice, even a small, a short one, that can help prep you for acupuncture. So yeah, some people have a really hard time just being still. I know some people who have to be on their phone, even while the needles are in early on, because it's just really hard for people to be still. Yeah. But if you want to slowly grow that practice, you could. So this is what I recommend for people who want to meditate and have a difficult time with it this is my greatest hack and I I started meditating when I was 12 but I mean it's it's been a journey to find my practice and I think one of the best ways I got into daily meditation was if you have back problems or Or like your back aches or your body aches during meditation start just by laying down so your shavasana put down a yoga mat put a bolster under your knees maybe even roll a rolled up towel under your neck if you tend to have a flatter neck which I do and so then I'm in good posture so even if you don't meditate you're putting your body in a a great posture for 5 to 10 minutes so it's good for your body To lay flat like that for many not everybody but most bodies and so you lay like that put a little blanket over you get an eye mask especially a con um, concave one you know so that it's not touching your eyeballs get a little eye mask and I you don't need to buy much but I would also say you should get a progressive alarm on your phone it's an app where it comes in very slow it's like a ding it's like a chime that comes in really slow and the reason why is when you meditate if you can come out slower, you can hold on to the meditative feeling. And also, if you come out too fast, it can be jarring and it can actually make you feel a little anxious coming out really quickly. It's like you've its like you gone down to the bottom of the ocean. You want to come back up slowly. Mm-hmm. So you can, I mean, in transcendental meditation, they say like you can get a headache and that, that's happened to me before. I was meditating in um, like a, I guess it was my dressing room. And someone banged on the door and I came out really fast and I got a, a really bad headache and I don't really get headaches. And I was like, oh. <gasps> those TM people were right. Like I was like, this shit's real. Wow. So, um, so I've studied all different styles, but this is what, this is the, this is, I hate to use the word, but a hack for people who are like, I want to meditate, but it is so unsexy and so freaking hard. You make it comfortable. You put an eye mask over your eyes and you do 10 minutes at most, maybe five Or early on if it's really hard for you, but you do it for a month for five minutes because your body will start to crave that five minutes. And then the, the last but not least thing I would add on, this is a beautiful hack I found, which is Eckhart Tolle, a spiritual teacher, has a book called Stillness Speaks. It's um, a, a book you can read, but there's also audio book. I take his audio book. And I slow it down. You can slow it down to 0.8, something like that. I do 0.5 because I'm crazy. But you do it super slow. And he, it's only like two and a half hours. But I've listened to, to it probably, if I'm being honest, 100 times. <gasps> which is you just for five minutes. Like I really want you to try this and, and report back to me. Yeah. If you did, f- what who, who can't do five minutes every day? Just five minutes, like put it in at the same t- place every day, lay down. And if you're like five minutes is not even worth, do 10 minutes, but do 10 minutes for a month and no more than 10 minutes. Because when we require too much of ourselves, it really challenges our ego. And then he was like, no, 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 that's going to change us. We don't want that. I'm so busy criticizing you. You're not, I'm not going to have a job anymore. <laughs> you know, like we have a real fear of, of meditation because it, it we run the risk of really have to, having to change. Yeah, And, and so you lay down. And you listen to that, record. hey, you can listen to it at regular speed, but I love listening to it super slow because what happens, because he already speaks slowly, it slows my mind down. And it's very simple stuff he's saying about like presence and just very simple truths, kind of like the closest I could say is this kind of like Taoist truths. Um... Eckhart Tolle is one of the few writers that and like maybe the Dao Te Ching where I like read it and I was like there is no record scratch in this you know there's no like I can't like I can't find a flaw with any of it now that being said like I read Diamond Sutras for uh, like you know Buddhist teachings and I remember like most of it was really brilliant but sometimes there would be like you don't want to come back reincarnated as a woman and I was like oh, like it's record scratch you know what I mean like although this book has a lot of insight record scratch like all the cult leaders have good things to say, and then there's big ret- record scratch with any cult. Well, religion's the same, right? Oh, so yeah. it's like, so like Taoism. Though to me, I was like, so it's everything's related to nature. I can't find a fault with this. Like, I can't find a dilemma or an, an issue with this. So same thing with Eckhart Tolle. He was like few, one of the few people I read where I was like, yeah, I'm I'm listening. Nothing weird. You haven't said anything about like karma and coming back as a woman or um, anything like you know, I don't know, creepy or uh, based in hierarchy, basically, you know, like, mm-hmm. I'm always looking for hierarchical views and being like, you lost me. Any- <laughs> anybody believes that he- humans are better than other animals? I'm like, Aah. I'm like, no, we're just an ape. I- a very, I think very we have ape. it the
1: least figured out. We do not have a good system in place. We just don't. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so we're the only one ruining the environment, you know,
1: bless us. Uh, I really. Okay. Okay, here's my meditation journey. I used to do it with a guided meditation, just on like an app, like I did Calm.com and I did um, Simple Habit, a couple different ones like that. I just couldn't clear my mind. I just couldn't do it. The stillness, the not moving was a great idea, even though I'm always like scratching something and I know you're not supposed to. I even tried taking a mindfulness class I just couldn't shut it down enough and maybe if I tried it your way, your hack, um that could help a little bit more. But like maybe I, I never thought about putting the um eye cover on, which I have that kind. I know how it's like raised around like this part. Yeah, I have that. I have one like that. Um I never thought to put that on. Uh but it sounds very simple what you're saying, but a little intimidating. Um, it sounds a little intimidating because what you already said about um, change and sometimes I get nervous about changing when something's for the better because then I'm afraid of losing it and being back in a, in a bad place or realizing I've been in a bad place and then feeling bad about that. Does that make sense? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. but does that make sense what I'm saying or am I like on a wild tangent right now
2: no I don't think you're alone at all I okay. think we're we'd rather be in control and unhappy often yeah you know? oh
1: per- mm-hmm. exactly okay yes mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's, why it's is terrifying
2: that to be in out of control for many people you know it's a practice to be out of control and I don't mean out of control cuckoo birds crazy I mean like to release control that is a practice and you should do it in increments because you're training the body you're training the mind more than anything to like look at you released a little control and not only did the world not shut down you feel more at peace you know (laughs) like small baby steps
1: I've been um, making a couple little steps um career-wise, to relinquish control because I know it it has such a hold on us and um, for for numerous reasons, and I'm trying to really be like, it'll work out in whatever that means. Like I'm trying to relinquish control of what work out means because I'm like, well, something's going to happen even if it's nothing. If nothing happens and the thing that has happened is I'm no longer doing anything, that's something happening. Mm So it's like, Mm. I'm trying to just be like, whatever, whatever will come. I'm trying to control a lot more personal things because I think at some point you have to take responsibility for some things that involve you that you're doing. Like if I was being really bad to my body or something like that, I'm like, I need to take responsibility. I can't be like, it's out of my hands. I'm like, no, it is in my hands. I'm sitting here eating the fries. They're literally in my hands.
2: You know what I mean? Isn't it funny? Isn't it funny that the place that people release control is their body and then they try to control everything they can.
1: I, I so I'm trying to flip it. I'm trying to be like, okay, for work stuff. I'm like, hey, you thought you were never gonna work again. Like everybody. And somehow you've managed to already do it. So just relax, because I didn't dream of any of the things I've just done in the last two years or whatever amount of time. I wasn't like, oh, I hope I do this and I hope that. It's just things came and I was like, ooh, this is fun. But, I, you know, when I stopped picturing exactly what it was, then other things came along that I didn't know existed.
2: You know what Jesus would call that? Friendship. Faith. Faith. <laughs> Wait, call <cult> what? <laughs> Faith. Just having faith. I love, I love like suddenly sounding like I'm really relig- religious. Which I'm I know, not. literally two minutes ago,
1: you were like, well, religion too, if you know what I mean.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I definitely am far from any sort of doctrine. And I do have a little bit of me going, oh, ah, these ideas of religion, I know they're trying to save people. <laughs> I just, everybody <laughs> act
1: accordingly and we'll be fine everybody just be
0: reasonable that's That's all I ask
2: that's that's a funny argument against religion of
0: like can't we just be reasonable that's all I'm asking you
1: I didn't say you couldn't have your religion but I'm asking you to be reasonable within it
2: I think that's very fair because I think that for so many people religion is about community and that I really think is so beautiful
1: I listen I try I have seen patterns in my life I try not to judge others for yeah what direction they're in, what they believe in, what have you, but one, I'm not willing to take a lot of it on. So it's like, mm. if somebody's trying to convince me or push me or whatever, I'm not taking that on. I've made my choices. Yeah. And if they change, mm-hmm. they change. Uh, that like, mm-hmm. as we know, many things can, but until they change from my deciding, they're not changing. Do you know what I mean? Oh, like no, until no. I'm the one that's like, all right, time for a change. I'm like, don't try to convince me of anything. That's not fair. That's like just, you have to let somebody find it just like you did.
2: Yeah, totally. And
1: maybe they were
2: convinced. I don't know. But that's just not my thing. Totally. Totally. And I love mysticism and magic. I love it all. I'm open to all of it. I love energy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm into the beauty of that kind of stuff. But for me, my kind of line is, unless it applies to an ant. It, it doesn't apply to me because I truly believe we're part of an ecosystem. Like everything into my bones believes that we're part of an ecosystem. Yeah. So you name something, you go, baptism. Um, would you do it for an aunt? No. Well, well then I don't need it. Yeah. You know, um, uh, uh, your, your sun sign. Does an aunt have a sun sign? No. Well, then it's not for me um you're oh a ghost do ants have ghosts no there's no ant because if there were ant ghosts oh my god I just saw an ant ghost then I'd believe in human ghosts I'm not against it but I'm like I want to make sure that we don't separate ourselves from the ecosystem because of our huge egos that we're like we have all these special stories about us I'm like I don't know I'm not really a story person Mm -hmm. you know but I do believe in magic and I mean I practice Traditional Chinese medicine, which is all about energy. It's about chi. And so I'm like, no, I, I I feel in my bones that like we are energy in the material form. That being said, I'm not I'm not even like saying that I don't believe in ghosts or or that Jesus was a cool man. It's just that I'm careful not to be like, here is the answer.
1: Yeah, because you can't. We don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like you can't. I don't. I don't want the responsibility of an answer. That's what I mean when I was yeah. saying about like your friends, if they're not in therapy or whatever, I'm like, mm. I don't want the responsibility. That's a lot on me. Cause what if I'm wrong? I don't want it. Yeah, yeah. You know, but the energy thing, yeah. you're onto something. I'm all like, there is a push and pull that you can feel all around you. I'm not, and I'm not a particularly spiritual person, but I'm like, when I'm walking, I can feel myself pushing through dead air like I'm like yes I push when I walk I push energy out of my way I can feel it I can cut through a party like nobody's business you should see me on a dance floor work my way through it's like Moses I can feel the energy (laughs) I got the energy you're in the zone I'm in the zone so (laughs) I can't be the only one somebody's picking up on my energy look when you're with a crowd Look at right now, not even with a crowd, take out crowd, because that's not as relatable for people. Look at right now, you and I talking, okay? I'm feeding off of you and you're feeding off of me, right? You are bringing this, like you're getting me excited because you're talking about what I think are like really interesting things and I'm seeing your passion. When you perk up and start talking, I'm doing it too. I don't know if you I'm also doing it. You're making me do this. <laughs> and I'm I love it.
2: I'm hypnotizing you. You
1: are hypnotizing me. And I love it. And I'm like, oh my God, yeah. look at this. I can, I'm yes. like Hocus Pocus, Bette Miller. I'm stealing it from you. I
0: love it. I'm sucking it well, out Well, it's of you. what you
2: were talking about earlier. Passionate people. I love passionate people. And I would love to meet someone who's passionate about Miss America because you're like, I just want to see you're passionate. I, your, pa- your passion I just want to hear your-
1: about it. Why this? I'm dying. Like for me, why comedy? The answer is because it comes to me easily. That's it. Mm. I'm lazy. That's why everything else was hard. This was really easy. Now, should I have been Mm. some sort of a therapist or counselor or dictator? Yes, of course. I'm very good at chatting. I'm very convincing of things. Uh, But instead, I'm a comedian because that was the easiest thing to do. The career itself, nightmare, uh, is very hard. The work is very hard. (laughs) Do you ever do stand-up? You know, uh, no, not like traditionally, but some solo stuff. Like, And I'll do some of those little songs and stuff like that. Yeah, Yeah. I'll do that. But not like, I find stand-up to be very difficult. Very difficult. Good good for stand-ups. I admire them.
2: uh, Yeah, me too. I love watching good stand-up, but I'm not hardwired for it. And you know i it's types of comedians
1: yeah stand up um sometimes really stresses me out even as a comedian i don't want to be called out in the audience because
2: mm-hmm.
1: i i'm like no i'm here to see you not me i'm here mm-hmm. to see you <laughs> i'm like i paid for mm-hmm. you <laughs> not this idiot mm-hmm. beside me <laughs> now mm-hmm. if the comics running it and they're doing it okay that's really fun but this new trend of talking back i'm like stop it Everybody stop the, let the comic do their work. It's very hard what they're doing, very hard
2: mm-hmm. I don't like there's more it. crowd there's more crowd work where they're interviewing them, and, and there's a conversation going that's yeah if if but the
1: conversation's consensually being run by a comic, go nuts, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. their choice. I love it
2: because
1: then that I, I really enjoy
2: that, yeah, because yeah. it feels like improv yeah, like exactly, improv.
1: and it's really mm. cool to see somebody who writes because you'd be writing your mm-hmm. jokes do something completely off the cuff you're like this is fun it's your show we're watching you do it but like people now thinking they're part of the show I'm like that's don't do that I don't go to your accounting job and start tossing out numbers
2: I have done that once and I felt <laughs> no, terrible about it after. Out. yeah I started doing somebody else's taxes and I was like what am I doing this isn't what they wanted you know? They, I'm here like, as a patron. What am I doing? <laughs> I think I was just drunk and I got too into it. I showed up anyway. to my accountant drunk <laughs> mm-hmm. to do my taxes. <laughs> well, and then I started doing somebody else's taxes. And they were like, don't do their taxes. And I was like, come on. How hard could it be? Everybody says I'm great with numbers. You know when people say like everyone says I'm funny. Also, how, how fun do you think it is when people tell you they're funny? Like that is oh, to yeah. me is so funny like wow if someone's like i'm funny you're like i'm not talking about comedians i'm just like the average person like i should do comedy i'm funny and i'm like i don't know if we should ever really talk about ourselves you know like if i was like i'm beautiful is there any time you can talk about yourself i don't know if it's a a a path that is worth traveling
1: sorry jet i disagree i'm a blast and i'm sticking by that (laughs) and I I will talk about my I am a blast I'm not gonna say I'm fun. I don't think I'm the funniest I think there's a lot of people that entertain me more than I entertain me I'm a blast but I'm a blast and I I will I will judge myself in this way and I will live up to it yep
2: Yeah, I'm a blast is a really funny way to describe yourself. Um, Well, that doesn't even mean like party or something. No, no, it's so good. I'm a blast. Wow. But you're also right. You are a blast. You've probably been told enough that you're allowed to repeat it. Maybe that's the rule. You have to hear it from 100 people and then you can go around and tell (laughs) the world. You're a blast. I mean, that's not why everyone wants an Oscar, so they can say, I'm a good actor. And you're like, yes, you they won an Oscar. They can 100 say, 100
1: people agreed I was a good actor. And you I should love have those it.
2: signatures with you. You should have those signatures with you. That could be a fun thing for you, actually, is that you have a signature and you, pa- you have a, a petition you pass around during your shows that people sign that you're a blast. And it's like you collect <laughs> you know, signatures. You that put your address.
0: You? well just at least
2: the full name and then and then a signature full name and signature and then you just collect blast signatures and over time you're gonna have a lot of blast signatures and then you could be in the guinness book of world record for the most signatures to verifying that you're a blast
1: i think if i had one signature and i went after that record i would win quite simply because nobody else thought of it yeah
2: guinness world book of records for
1: the most blast. Yeah.
2: most blast signatures most supported that's alana johnston right here i tried to get into the guinness book of world records but shut they didn't up it. for what um i wanted to do three days in a deprivation tank but they didn't think it was a safe idea oh i
1: don't like that sorry <laughs> no you can you see my face how quickly you lost me i i'm i'm like Ew. mad at you for suggesting it i Ew. i can't I don't, what's wrong with you? <laughs> Why would you do that? You, that sounds so dangerous and scary to me.
2: That sounds so scary. Jet. I think That's my idea of fun. We need you. I'm not going anywhere. Um, I'm just going deeper inside myself. So when I come back, I'm even more authentic. Oh and you we put it that way. Yeah. we are shells of humans walking around, right? We're just hungry ghosts and everybody wonders is this it? And it's like, well, yeah, cuz everyone's afraid to turn inward. This is it. You know,
0: Jet, I <laughs> I'm okay with this being it
1: out of water. I don't think we need I- to deep dive. <laughs> I think we can if anything, Jet, why don't you relinquish control of you? <laughs> Why don't
0: you let the deeper you go and let it come to you? Why seek this?
2: Um well, I, nobody had done it and in and, and a lot of like ancient texts, people go, No food, no water and they meditate for three days and like look at Jesus was three days and in the um Upanishads he, he goes three days and three nights in order to descend to hell to meet to meet basically the devil. Um, th- there's this idea historically of like three days, three nights, no food, no water, and meditation. And I thought, well, let's do one more. Let's add one more. Warm water. Because you wouldn't, I mean, I did think it would be tricky with how to poo and pee in the water. But, but anyway.
1: Um, I just was thinking of it how, was in how to a- poo and pee, but I came up with a system. Okay, what is it? You just, you put a tube in your butt. Yeah, yeah. And then it filters out of the deprivation tank.
2: And then pp you can lay in your own pee P you funny. can
1: lay in your own P. We're laughing.
2: Yeah, yeah, cuz it's the there but yeah, um I was really excited about it. a friend of mine told me about this chamber in Minneapolis that it's like there's no echo chamber and so there the sound doesn't bounce at all and, and when people go in there You can't hear anything, so all you can hear is your organs working. And the longest anybody has ever stayed in this chamber is 45 minutes. And when she saw the article, she sent it to me right away, and she was like, it feels like something you'd want to do. And I was like, yeah, 100% I would want to do that. Where is this? In a cave? It's in Minneapolis. It's a a zero sound chamber. So, I mean, it would be used to test products, and um, it's just, no, no, it's it's a chamber made to create no echo, no sound. Like it's this perfectly sealed room that you can't hear anything. There's, it would be like no sound anywhere. So the no sound can drive people crazy, not hearing any sound. And I was like, forty five minutes. I feel like I could, I would love to try to break that. And like also just the coming to that edge. So the thing, the way I love to risk is through mind control. That's like my most. That's to me the most interesting risk. Maybe like what you were saying. Like you know, we all know our strengths, and you know, you're a blast. Well. I love testing myself to the limits of my mind. So um, I'm not like a risk taker as far as like, you know, slack line 5,000 feet in the air. You know, not not that kind of thing. But but definitely I love to find out what's the mind and what's the spirit and know that the spirit's behind the mind may ultimately making the decisions. But for most people, the mind, the monkey mind is in control. So I really love changing that relationship. And so for me, like... Anything that pushes me to my limits of um, is this mind or is this consciousness? Maybe we'll call it instead of spirit. But like, I love deprivation tanks. I remember in Chicago, like a bunch of people went to deprivation tanks and they were at I O and they were like, "We went to these deprivation tanks and we all got out immediately. We got in and we got out. We all screamed." And I was like, "What's it called?" And they're like, "Deprivation tanks." I'm like, "Cool." And then I went and did eight hours straight. <laughs> oh, I was like, "Oh, this oh is amazing." God. Mm -hmm. And I love that they're like, we screamed and we got out immediately. Like none of us lasted more than a minute. And I was like, yeah, where is it? And I went (laughs) because I was like, oh, my God, I got a month long pass. And um, because at the time they would sell these month long passes. You cannot find a deprivation tank for $100. Like they're like $100 an hour now. Back then I got for $100 I got a month. (gasps) And I was like, I was like, how long can I do this? And they're like, you can do up to eight hours. So I was like, really? I mean, you want to change your nervous system. You go into what's your body temperature. You're like in a womb. And you want to do some unraveling. You want to do some Tetris of your own mind. I think it's a great environment for that. Um, You know, psychedelics can be a good environment, not for everybody, but it can be a good, um, sorry, um, like I would say, I don't want to call it a hack, but it can be a potential path for people who want to reconstruct you know, what they mm-hmm. think is truth and um, and what they think is reality. I, I've also seen people really OD on that kind of stuff. Um, and if they have, a you know, any sort of history with a se- psychotic break or their family or they don't, I, I don't think psychedelics are for everyone. I but, agree. But in moderation, they can be really helpful to gain perspective um, and an opportunity for ne- neuropathway change, right? Um,
1: I think you take it, to a much higher level than most, but I don't have a problem with pushing the mind a bit just to see what we're capable of. Finding a little discomfort in something. You know, do I think eight hours is what some people might call excessive? Yes, obviously. <laughs> um, I think eight hours, of anything, is actually outrageous, even a job. Uh, I think that's outrageous. <laughs> but I will say this, Jet you're blowing my mind right now with your journey in trying to blow your own mind. (laughs) And That was was clever. You know what? I got to say, if if people want to take it to the next level, try all the things that you're doing. Try the meditation. Give a dip in a dark pool. Go to an echo cave, whatever, non-echo cave, whatever you want to call it. And rate and review this podcast. Uh, Most importantly... (laughs)
2: Could you imagine people are like are a rating your a wrap review. up? I'm really, I'm really impressed with your wrap up.
1: Wow, thank you. I work really hard to try to. Um, I like ending on a fun note because sometimes the conversation can get pretty heavy. This one got deep, not heavy. Like sometimes heavy. You know, if you find out new information about someone and. You know, it can catch you off guard and you can be like you can get caught up in a, a sadness that was theirs and they're not even currently feeling but now you're feeling sad if you found out something on the darker side Yeah, this is like a deepness of like a universal deepness that I usually don't <laughs> reach on this podcast that's the thing about being friends with you Jet though I don't need to see you a lot to always feel your energy and know where you're at Holly and I talked about it on that we were like she said you've been around this world numerous times and I was like oh yeah not surprised to hear it not in the least
0: absolutely you've got that to you you just it's do so
2: funny because i'm like this is deep but i to I know, me it, i get it, is, it a lot to no, me it no, is no i i get it from my i teach at a college and every once of my students are like this is some deep shit i'm like what but i, I know it's true i know it it's by my my nature my mom said i was a weird child where i would say like bizarre deep things so I think it's just in us, right? Yeah.
1: I think there's just um there's just some people that like ask questions maybe with like if isn't it um we only use 10% of our brains or whatever the number is. It's something small. Mm-hmm. It's like some people just have an 11th percent if the number was 10. Some people have that extra 1% that would just ask questions. The rest of us wouldn't think to ask. That's just how I see it. Questions. We're done. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. Wait. Bing. 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 Please rate and subscribe. Thanks.
0: <laughs> Believe in yourself. Believe. In-